listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Welcome to episode 131 of Cinemental. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Your mother's in here with his cars. Would you like to leave a message? I see that she gets it. It was as if there were four razors cutting at the same time. Kill her, Mommy! Kill her! We'll tear your soul apart! I've seen the exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Movie Podcast. We can only hope you enjoy listening to as much as we enjoy making. My name is Stephen Ovaki, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Zan Godwin, Lathan Conger III. Our guest tonight, fast becoming a regular, is a storyteller from San Diego, California, living in Madison, Mississippi. He's an award-winning writer of comic book short stories and short films, but spends most days directing creatively as an ad man. James Ninnis, welcome back to Cinemental, or, as the case tonight may be, Scaramental. Uh, dude, 130, you guys are cranking this out. You guys are crushing it, man. That's wild. I was just here like a month ago. We were doing 100. This is nuts. <laughs> well, it was longer than that, but it, yes, it, I appreciate that. Beautiful. I saw you guys posted. You were at the, you know, what, what was that? A haunted, what was that? The haunt, the horror field? Yeah. Or? So we were looking for something to do with the kids, like, like a haunted house type thing. And we found this place called the Horror Field Trail. And it's just this lady who owns a farm. And for the last eight years, she's had a bunch of kids come up and turn it into like a haunted house where you walk through and monsters chase you or whatever. So there was no one else there. And it's in the middle of nowhere. And we passed this prison. And all you see is this prison and fields. And my daughters are like, we're for sure going to die. Like, this is yeah, where are we this going? Is for sure the end. And she's like, so dad, where, what's the website? I'm going to look it up. I'm like, oh, I didn't find it on a website. It was a Facebook post. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally true but it was awesome ah. and they were great and everyone was super nice my son ended up making friends with the monsters who were like fist pumping them they, they made sure my five-year-old felt like he was being entertained not scared which i really appreciated right. they were they awesome. were great i highly recommend it the horror fields the haunted fields of horror something google that shit you'll find it so wait 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 what you're saying is that you <laughs> endorse random posts on facebook yeah, now, i right? think you just it seems to me because, <laughs> because of this one experience that pretty much all people on facebook are trustworthy and if they tell you to meet them in the middle of a field you should absolutely do it that's what i'm saying it works for me hassan so clearly it's good for everybody so that was the joke i was going for but you yes, articulated it so much better than i did <laughs> Clearly, that's what everybody should do is just find a random post on Facebook and find them. This this is in this is in no way a precursor to to my attitude about either of the movies that we watched this evening, but that's kind of how I felt watching uh, the descent. It's like, oh, (laughs) your husband and your daughter died. Let's go spelunking. You know, like that's. That'll fix everything. <laughs> Look at this deep, dark cave. I'm going to just dive into this shit. Yeah. Come on. It, it was a year later. That will take your Come mind on. off of it. <laughs> yeah. it, was a, she, it was, she, she'd had a year to grieve. 
Yeah, uh, it's a perfectly. Yeah, I could no be problem. healthy, and that would be a bad decision. <laughs> perfectly yeah. normal, perfectly healthy. <laughs> so, speaking of corn, let's suffer from consumption. Uh, James, uh, yeah, I did. What if Venom, which we're not going to talk about, and um, but you're not going to talk about because Latham and I haven't seen it, or you're not going to talk about it yeah, because you don't think it's worth talking about. It. Let's say that's it. Let's say it's a respect <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's a ticket. <laughs> Terrible. A tacit non-review. Excellent. Uh, that's the ticket. Star yeah, Wars Visions. Why don't we just say it's because, because what we do in the shadows? Ah, uh, yeah, I missed that one. I, I what we do in the shadows also. has been great. Yeah. I've caught Absolutely. up with The Flash and The Walking Dead. Wow. Oh, catch yeah. The Walking Dead. Which I actually I I've, I haven't like really enjoyed The Walking Dead in a while now, and I kind of enjoyed this a little bit the last season ten I guess. Okay, I was kind of surprised. And then movies I caught up. I watched uh, Promising Young Woman, which I really oh, enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that. all right. And um, I watched uh, The Many Saints of Newark. Oh, oh. I watched that too. Yeah, <laughs> I I, I liked that, even though <laughs> everyone online is telling me I'm supposed to hate it. Really. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. like the trending. Yeah, there's there's a, a, tr- a trending article. that's like what Sopran- what the Sopranos movie got wrong. Oh. And I'm like, fucking nothing. It's fine. It's right. great. Like, what's... <laughs> that implies that it was supposed to get something right. Yeah. Oh, how is know. that? Uh, how is that kid at uh, aping his dad? He's not in it that much, but he, when he is, he's fine. Okay. I mean, he's his, he looks like his dad, and he acts like his dad, and it's it's fun. It felt very Sopranos in that. It's slightly aimless. It's aimless enough to to surprise you. Mm. But this that's what the Sopranos did really well, in my opinion, is like they would they would lull you into this sense of security by yes. pretending to be aimless. And actually, when you took a step back, you saw that there was a grand plan. I think that was kind of the brilliance of the show. And I thought the movie did a pretty good job of that. When you take a yeah. kind of take and a step back, okay. it's great. There's no, a pretty no. there's a pretty decent revelation in it. Even yeah. though it's not heavy, it's not a heavy revelation. It's not heavy with, oh, that's why that happened and that's why that. But there is a pretty. Right. If you if you're if you follow the Sopranos, if you if you watch the Sopranos in fullness, there's a there's a kind of a revelation of an of a, an event in this one that, that was early is, on in the show that set the tone yeah, for a that's, lot. That's like, surprising. Changes the dynamic, but it, but they, but I, I think that's good that they didn't make it dependent on that. Like you could no, watch this yeah. movie just as a movie, and you'd probably be like, "Oh, it was great. It was fine. Like that, that was a fine movie, a little gangster film, and, and I'm good." No one from yeah, the original as, as series you... is in it, correct? Was that no one from the original series is in it? Correct? Not true. Not quite correct. That there's it's none of the actors correct. from the original series are in it. There's one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me who that excites me. And we'll be I mean, you'll find out in the first few seconds. It's 3PO. <laughs> but yeah. How the fuck it's... is 3PO? <laughs> it's always 3PO. <laughs> 3PO is behind all of it, man. You guys just don't. You're, you're all looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm trying to You've tell you. He's, he's always a... been the caretaker. <laughs> it's, a vast, it's a vast Hollywood conspiracy that 3PO is behind all of it. But um, one of the worst lines of all time, by the way. <laughs> so the what? Now that the three PO, I know what you're referencing now, and fucking stupid. 
I thought that was my joke. Yeah. What did I do? I'm agreeing with it being funny. (laughs) How did I fuck up? What just just happened? (laughs) (laughs) But I thought um, thought you invented that as well. I don't like it. Isn't it in the last movie, Hassan? Who? 3PO? That 3PO line. It's always 3PO? I thought there's Hmm. something in. in, in the in, last, in the, the Rise yeah, of Skywalker. Rise Skywalker, where he's like something along those. I don't even remember the movie. To tell you the truth, but I, I that joke. You're forgiven so for thinking back. that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine because there's a lot of bad shit stuff in the Rise of Skywalker. But yeah. um, I that joke goes back to I forget. Like I think college. Like it's just oh. find the most absurd <laughs> character. You know, like iconic character that you could find that that would be some kind of evil mastermind and just throw him in there you know that's 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 as far back as that joke goes but i could have stole it from something i'm not I thought, i'm not I thought there's a scene in rise of skywalker where he's like or maybe it's r2 i don't remember where he gets the red eyes when he speaks sith yeah right he does he does it. sith out he does go sith and then he, he has to have his eyes red so you knew that it was he was even speaking <laughs> evil yeah, because they couldn't put a goatee on him. So, you know, obviously they had to. <laughs> he couldn't have a mustache to twirl. That's so right. they had to make his eyes red. Mirror, mirror, 3PO has a, has a thin mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking girl. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. I like the many saints of Newark. Um, I, I, do, I did think it was a little lackluster, but I, but I wasn't expecting it to be anything more than that, you know? So. And and you know what the good thing about the revelation, as you said, it was was the way David Chase like makes you think that it's not going anywhere, and then suddenly it goes somewhere. You it, you kind of just don't even see it coming, like oh, and then you're like oh well, all right, you know, and that's and then you then you're you're busy after that trying to piece all of that together with the show that you know all the information that you know from the show. Right. I did enjoy it. I don't know if I'd watch it again though. That's kind of that's no, that's probably not. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. I'm with you on that. I do think the actor who played Dickie was was phenomenal. I, I think what yeah. he did was pretty great. Um, the rest of the cast was fine, but but I thought he stood out uh, in my mind. Yeah, but um, you know who's not getting any credit is Ray Liotta, who was excellent. Ray Liotta was um, really good. You're right. He was really uh, good. because he was playing two people, you know. So essentially, uh, and. Uh, I, and I, I did like uh, Michael Gandolfini. Like he, I thought he was. I believed him. I believed yeah. he was was Tony. You know, so I mean, and 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 you're right. They didn't give him a broad amount of stuff to do that we could be. You know, that we could decide. No, nah, this kid doesn't have the chops to do it. So, um, so but he didn't I, I fail either. It. I mean, he may not have excelled, no, but he, didn't, he certainly all. didn't fail. He was just. Fucking I mean, there wasn't anything for him to do. Like right, really, yeah. you know. So he is not the main character of this. Mm-mm. Okay, it's the it's the Dicky Maltasanti, and Maltasanti means many saints. So in in, in English, so that is <laughs> so that's where is, the title comes from. Christopher's dad, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's his story. Gotcha. I've I've not seen The Sopranos all the way through. I've seen large portions wow. of it. So. Wow. Right. I, yeah, that's the that's the thing. People have been wow. asking. People have asked, like, do you need to see The Sopranos to see the movie? You don't, but you're gonna miss subtlety. Sure, of course. That's all. 
or or you should watch The Sopranos. I mean, you should, yes, but you could you could watch the movie and be fine. But there are a lot of throwaway lines and stuff. I mean, like he never had the he never had the potential to be a varsity player. Like if you yeah. haven't seen the show, and then you see the movie and you hear that line, you're gonna be like, "Oh, that guy's a dick," which is true. But yeah. you're not gonna get the joke with that right. fact that he's a dick, right? So right. it's right. It's there's another level that you can enjoy it right. on if you've right. seen the show, but it's yeah. not necessary to enjoy the movie. It's okay. kind of like Star Wars. It's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, I got a bad feeling about this. If you don't know the significance of that line and someone throws it up in one of the Mandalorian episodes, like it's not that, but I'm saying it's on that level. Like, right. you, you have to know that that's a joke. There's a definitive Even though it doesn't sound like a joke. Brings back something, right. ties yeah. to something older. You gotcha. don't even know you're missing right. something, though. They play it so straight. Yeah. Right, right. They don't, like, ham it up. They don't throw, like, you just made a reference to Sopranos. Like, yeah. they don't do <laughs> that <laughs> shit. There's because only one thing know. that they did where they literally they stuck a flag in it, you know. Talking about the music. And no, I can't oh, okay. really talk about it. But I mean, there's yeah. there's one thing that they're like, yeah, this is significant, you know. But everything else is really subtle. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Uh, you know, it's the, worth the watching. Sequence, it's for sure worth watching. Okay. Yeah. Probably should watch it after you finish watching the series, though. <laughs> All right, then I'll, I'll pencil it in for 2027. Right, right. You should put it ahead of uh, Black Mirror. Friday the 13th, 28. They're not making Kingdom of the Friday Crystal the Skull. <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your your pile to the right of me on this couch that presently includes Black Mirror and not finishing The Sopranos is slowly approaching the ceiling. Yeah, believe me, believe me, your your pile to my right is is long since touched the ceiling. No, there's no pile there. Yeah, <laughs> there is no spoon. I deny yeah. its existence. Any, uh, <laughs> any anything else, James? No, no. I feel like the, the seven things I said are that's yeah. good. <laughs> that's, all, that's what you get. But now we'll move on to Steve's thirty-one. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't have that bad of a list this week. Um, so I started. Uh, I watched a couple of things. Uh, TV wise, I'm continuing through my, my, my run through NCIS. I'm still in season 12. I finished what if, which we've already talked about. Uh, I watched an hour long special where Richard Hammond, one of the guys from top gear, the UK, the original UK top gear, uh, hunted, not hunted down, but went to meet his childhood hero, uh, evil Knievel. Um, it was an interesting show, interesting way to approach it, uh, in the way that, you know, the, the way evil Knievel was. And apparently this was done not too long before he passed away. Cause he was mentioning that it was yeah, 2007 was and he, evil passed away in 2007. So this must've been done pretty, pretty close to his death. Uh, I started watching squid game. Has anyone here even touched squid game? All I know oh, yeah, bro. Not is yet. A, lot of people, a lot of people I know that don't watch a lot of TV or watch independent movies are watching this and loving it. That's it's all fucking awesome. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm two episodes in and it got sold to me on, uh, I had a friend of mine tell me, he goes, oh, I'm not usually into like Battle Royale stuff. And I'm just like, oh, wait a second. What, what did you say? And I'm like, oh, okay. So as soon as I started watching it, I, I I saw him like the next day and I'm like, you severely undersold this by calling it something like a battle Royale thing. I'm like, this is way, way more than that. Yeah. That if you like crazy way. Korean shit. 
Well, that's what sold me on it too, is the fact that it was Korean. I'm like, those this guys is, will do anything. But this is like, this is like crazy Korean shit, but it's also just really fucking good. And when you put those two things together, like, it's not just crazy. Like, like I've had people say like, oh, it's just wild Korean cinema. And I feel like that's like not enough credit. Right. Because it's actually really fucking good. Like just. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's it's anyway. be really fucking good, James. When I watch them. it, I'll tell you right Listen, now. Uh, I, I brought you Crawl. Yeah, no. Crawl <laughs> was fuck brought around. to me by the Town and Country Theater. Okay, you didn't bring me Crawl. I, I don't fuck around. Okay, you're bringing me Squid Game, and I'll tell you, man, this better be a goddamn good show from what I'm hearing. It's not like you're ever going to have time to watch it anyway, so who, why even bother making <laughs> jab, jabber jaw comments? No, I, I, I watch two watch. hours of TV a week. Are you kidding let, me? Let me put it to you this way. I'll watch it before James comes on next time, okay? That's what I'm going to oh, do. Oh, man. I'm in. We'll see. It'll be episode two. What are you doing next week? (laughs) Next week for episode 200, I'll be here and uh, we'll talk about Squid Game. Um, (laughs) All right. So as far as movies go, I watched uh, I watched a documentary called Fear of God, which uh, was done on the 25th anniversary of making of The Exorcist tying in with uh, I went down a little bit of a a Friedkin rabbit hole last Thursday when I was uh, sitting at home. After we did uh, the show on on Exorcist, uh, and so I I went down and I I went and hunted down almost everything he's done that I haven't seen uh, in an effort to eventually sit and watch all of the. I think there's only there's only about a half dozen of them that I haven't seen that he's done. So. Uh, and I had to, one I had to actually go hunt down the DVD because it's never been released on Blu-ray and it's uh, available absolutely nowhere. So called The Guardian from like 1980 something. 1990. Uh, okay. So uh, then I watched Free Guy with uh, with Ryan, Re- Ryan Reynolds' new movie. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you if you not, if you at gunpoint. Not if, even at gunpoint. If you listen, well, if you don't listen, if you like watching Ryan Reynolds, be Ryan Reynolds. And if you okay, if you don't, I can see why you wouldn't. But if you do, <laughs> watch that movie. It's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And and Jody, I'd Kramer, rather have a homeless guy vomit in my mouth than watch Ryan Reynolds. Wow. Being Ryan Reynolds. Oh. I hate Ryan Reynolds. Like beyond on, i'm wow. so tired of him. be cool man be so, cool that is something else uh so okay. tired do, of ryan Reynolds. can we do deadpool one and two tonight instead of... <laughs> ryan, how about I'm waiting sorry, have you guys seen waiting <laughs> love podcast. waiting can we do waiting and green lantern tonight guys <laughs> and uh and uh what was it van Ben Ben Wilder. Ben Wilder. Oh yeah, let's just do it all. Let's just oh, why yeah. not? Just go go after his early stuff. That's fair. For the for the hey. topper on the on that show, I'll just Blade. blow my brains out on the air. <laughs> so. wow. Can we do can we do just the second half of Blade uh Blade Trinity? Just the Blade, second, just half, of Blade the second Trinity. half of Blade Trinity. <laughs> Never seen it. That'd be great. Let's do that, guys. Never seen Blade One, actually. Uh, oh, but, and, and Jody yeah. Comb Jody Comer is great too. I mean, she don't don't not to discount watch Green her. Lantern. Nobody, nobody's going to suggest Green Lantern. His his no, crowning said, achievement. It was said. <laughs> I said it. I said it. I, I, I missed it. So I uh, I watched. Uh, we you watched... can't you can't talk about Jodie Comer until you until you watch uh, uh, 
Killing can, Eve. I can guys about, gotta watch Killing Eve. I can Eve. talk about Jodie Comer no, you can't. and how good she is in something without having watched her entire goddamn no, catalog. No, anyway, now you gotta watch. Uh, so then we watch the show. What a great sentence! I can talk about Jodie Comer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm good at talk about Jodie Comer. Yeah. Uh, we watched a Netflix horror film called No One Gets Out Alive, uh, which was oh, Did yeah. anyone get out alive? Yes. Um, uh, so oh, they that's lie. a fucking movie, lie. They movie lie. Jesus. <laughs> um, well, actually, it'd be funny if they named it One Person Gets Out Alive. One person gets out alive. It'd be better. Sometimes people get out. Some sometimes people get out alive. Uh, no, that was the people that, slip through. That was the second <laughs> movie, Escape from Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Oh yeah. Oh shit! How was that? That looked terrible. It was awful. It was yeah. really it, wow. There's, it, it's funny. Facebook said it was good. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, actually, there's a, a weird twist at the end of it, which clearly sets up another film. Oh, so it's oh. A, kind of a it's kind of an uh, I'm not going to call it an intriguing setup, but that probably is the high point of the movie, which clearly isn't saying much. Um, it's an I awful walk- film with an intriguing ending. I watched a um, thank you, Latham, for for summarizing my review. Uh, I watched a documentary called Millennium After the Millennium, which was uh, an hour and a half breakdown of the show by the producers and actors who were involved in it. Uh, Did you say Millennium? Millennium? No, not Millennium. On the DVD set. Uh, This is going off the rail. Wait, now hold on. What what service was that on? That documentary? Found it. Found it ebay yeah on ebay you can find okay. it you can find it all right there. Okay. millennium after the millennium it's uh it's a, gotcha. it's got a really the the interview portions with lance hendrickson are are especially great um uh, awesome uh watched a documentary on amazon about uh rare book dealers called the booksellers which was really really interesting if you're have any interest at all in rare books and collecting of books uh, we watched a documentary about a city called a city called Joel, uh, because it's about a city that or a town that is about 40 minutes away from us here in upstate New York. Uh, and it's basically become a a town that is completely populated by the Hasidic Jew population that has gone out of Manhattan. And is basically trying to build a home base in upstate New York where they can just be themselves. And it's a very, very touchy situation uh, with with the local with the local uh, town and stuff, because they keep they keep annexing land because they keep building all these gigantic properties on land that they you know, they just have to keep annexing land because they, you know, they're 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 putting like. You know, they have 25,000 people in their town and they are the size, literally the amount of land they're on is less than a square mile. And it's just it's insane. And this is then there's no skyscrapers. It's not Manhattan. You know, it's you know, it's like, you know, so they build all these like apartment buildings that are like four stories high. And, you know, and every family is supposed to have like eight kids. So, you know, the, the space gets taken up really quickly. And, you know, they, they try basically what it is, is they tried to annex right now. It's like 700 and some acres is the amount of land that they have. 
and they tried to annex 500 more acres from the from the city of Monroe and the people in the town of Monroe lost their minds and they were just like no and right before it was going to go to the town vote you know and they got this whole they basically got basically what it came down to is the town of Monroe and they need this group needed to get every single person in the town to vote against the annexation because the Hasidim will vote in a block wherever they're, whatever they're told to vote. And they, they have enough people to run the percentage. So if you get a low, low voter turnout of the non Hasidic population, they're going to get the win every single time. So basically they had to do this massive voter uh, registration run to get people to come out and vote against this happening. And it was really interesting because about six weeks before the vote, the they put in for another annexation of a plot of land for another 128 acres. And so at the end, you realize that they made all this noise about going after this 500 acres of land so that they could get the town all fired up against pushing back on that vote. But you realize that in reality, all they were doing was creating a really big noise over here at which they knew the people would never let it happen so that the annexation for the 128 acres they would just let pass, just be like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. And it was a, basically a way for them to get the 128 acres without any kind of pushback or fight. And you're just like, holy shit, you see what they fucking just did? They just bait and switched the whole fucking town. <laughs> kind yeah. of amazing. Uh, seems like a lot of work for the chosen people. Uh, well, you know, they got uh, they got things to do. So, uh, so we rewatched uh, City of Lost Children. Haven't seen it in a while. Uh, very much enjoyed that. Uh, watched a movie by the guy who directed the second Saw film, Darren Lynn Bowsman, uh, called another Netflix horror film called Death of Me with uh, Maggie Q and the third Hemsworth, uh, the chunkier one, which I think is Liam. Is that the third one? Um, anyway, uh, these two people wake up from a night of partying complete in their hotel room in Thailand and have no memory of what happened the night before. What on earth has got you laughing? (laughs) How awesome do you think he feels being referred to as the chunky Hemsworth? (laughs) Not only not only that, but he's wearing skinny jeans the whole time. And I can't not like see him in skinny jeans. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You're not your brother. Put on some relaxed fit pants, on. for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I want you to know all three Helmsworths are listening to the yeah. show. And the other two just looked at the younger one and were like. <laughs> Even worse, James, we just lost our only three celebrity listeners. <laughs> No, the just the third one. The other two are hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, they wake up and the only the only recollection that they have is a, is is five photographs and a video on on his phone because uh, her phone and their passports are nowhere to be found. So they watch the video, and in the video, he very obviously kills her. Uh, so now they're trying to figure out what the fuck has is happening because she's clearly not dead and. We go from there. So, um, premise. What's it called? 
Death of Me. Death Becomes Me. Not Death Becomes Me. And uh, then I watched a two-hour documentary on the Battle of Chosen because I knew nothing about it and I wanted to know. Bad one. Very bad one. Yep. Bad, bad things. And uh, then this afternoon, I watched uh, our two films for tonight. So, um, again, not uh, not too bad of a week. Chosen. Chosen's Korean War, right? Yes. Yeah. 1950. Okay. End of 1950. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my granddad was in that, that, that in the war. Oh, OK. Yeah. It's I mean, at least with the Korean conflict, there's uh, there's a lot more guys around. So there's there's probably. 10 guys that they have who are interviewed throughout the course of it that like come back multiple times and talk about stuff that happened to them. And, you know, during the course of the events of what happened over that, that two week period or whatever. So, but uh, really, really good. It was done by uh, uh, American experience on PBS. So but, uh, good, good source material. So, uh, and with that, I guess we've suffered enough. Uh, so we will. Uh, so James's companion film. I definitely look at this as a not a guilty pleasure, but definitely a companion film. Uh, the Descent. Okay. Give me a smile. Do you know? Are you sure we're going the right way? I've never been lost in my life. <laughs> There's only one way out of this chamber, and that's down the pipe. directed by Neil Marshall with a running time of 99 minutes. A year after the death of her husband and daughter, a woman joins her friends on a girl's getaway weekend, which they plan to spend exploring a remote cave complex. When their way in is lost to a cave in, they must venture into the unexplored cave system to find a way out. Only they come to discover that they may not be alone down there in the dark. James, why'd you pick the descent? So I, I came to The Descent late. I want to say it had been a few years uh, since it had been out. And a friend of mine told me to see it. And this was in the mid-aughts when people were making real shitty horror movies. Uh, I mm. think I'd seen a trailer for a movie called The Ruins. Um, <laughs> which is right, a much better right, book than it was a movie. Yeah, I remember seeing The Descent at home and then seeing the trailer for The Ruins later. So it was I think it was a couple years after The Descent came out. Um, but point is, there was just a lot of shitty, like, look at all these white people stumbling onto some shit that white people don't know about, and then they die. And, <laughs> and I was just kind of over it. I was just like, I'm good. 
look at all these people go to a haunted house and then they die. You know, it just, I'm good. So someone recommended I see The Descent and I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, well, there's no dudes. That's cool. Uh, they're not all white. That's cool. <laughs> and then it was like, but we're all going to go in this hole. And I was like, oh, okay, well, shit, that's, all, that's stupid. <laughs> so then I, I watched it and it kind of blew me away, man. Like, this is one of those movies that I expected it to be some pretty simple schlock. But there's some, some, there's some meat here. Uh, I've, I've, I've never been a secretive about the fact that like a lot of people, I I suffer from depression. And so the metaphor here of a woman, uh, suffering over the depression, the loss of her, her husband and her, and her, and her daughter going deep into a cave, literally into the darkness, um, and then having to fight her way out of that darkness, um, and choose to not be afraid and to actually fight. Um, to get back up to the top is 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 a strong one. It's pretty clear. It's it's not overly complex, but it works. And I think it's shot in a way that it works. Uh, and I absolutely love that the version I saw was the UK ending. There's there's two endings to this movie. There's right. the happy ending for the United States, <laughs> uh, which I'm sure we'll get to spoiling in a minute. And then there's the sad ending for the UK, um, where she doesn't win. <laughs> so. This this movie, this movie had a lot more to it than I expected. I think the it was it was fun, scary. Uh, I'm not going to say smart, but it didn't suffer from the same stupidity I was seeing in a lot of other horror movies at the time. Uh, and there was just enough mystery to keep me interested. Like, where the fuck did these crawlers come from, and why do there's their old mining equipment here? Uh, stuff like that 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 could keep me going for a little bit longer. So it was it was a fun. It started as a guilty pleasure, but it's turned into a film I actually really respect uh, and I like for what it is. You know, when you when you gave me the two movies to watch, obviously I was elated to have um, Alien, um, but I, I remember seeing The Descent in the theater, uh, and I remember being very affected by it. Uh, there's a couple of sequences in it that have stuck with me for a very long time. I discussed a little of this briefly with Hassan last week after the show. I don't have any what I what I would openly refer to as natural fears. I don't, I don't have a fear of heights. I don't have a fear of, of any animals. I don't have a fear of drowning, of small spaces. I don't have you know anything like that. I don't have any of those that I've been readily able able to identify. As, at least so far in my life, you know, um, and there were points of this film, and I think it's because I'm a bigger guy, the sequence where they're slithering through the tiny chute uh, in the thing right before the collapse happens, and the girl kind of gets stuck in that spot. There are very few moments in modern horror films that have made me more edgy than that uh and it's simply from the standpoint that it's i've been in situations where i've been in a space and been completely you know open enough where i'm like it's not like i'm in a box i can't breathe i can't breathe it's i can't move and i can't maneuver because i'm too big for the space Mm. and that's that's the thing that gets me in that sequence not necessarily about it's not really the claustrophobia of it. It's about 
it's the it's about the being stuck because you're too big for a space you're going through because you look at all the women in that group of women who go in that hole and there are varying sizes heights and shapes and they're all you know a couple of them slither through there like they're salamanders are like and they're right through and you're like oh all right fine and then you're like looking at like that six foot broad and you're like uh, she's gonna have a tougher time because i'm guessing those hips are a little wider but uh that sequence and then the sequence with that has always stuck with me uh is when the when the initial fight with juno in the first uh sort of interaction between her and the the denizens of the underground called the crawlers uh where she fights off a couple of them uh over then, holly is that what you mean over over holly that sequence uh, no 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 when when uh when she's fighting when juno is fighting the two and then she spins around and it's beth oh yes 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 yep, yep. and that's that that is the other scene that stuck with me those two sequences out of this movie are the two things that I have never been able to shake from this movie. Um, I like this movie a lot. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of Neil Marshall's work. Uh, the movie that he preceded this one with dog soldiers is one of my favorite werewolf movies. Uh, I absolutely love it. I love that this movie is like the polar opposite of that. It's, it's, you know, where, whereas dog soldiers has almost no women in it. This has, quite literally almost no men in it, you know, uh, her husband at the beginning. And that's, you know, a few guys walking in the background in the hospital. Uh, this is, uh, I like this movie a lot. Uh, it's, it's, it's super effective. I think the crawlers, uh, you know, they were there. I found a note somewhere that they, when they went in, they set out to design them. So they looked like the vampire from Nosferatu. And, uh, you know, did, it was just, it, it's a simple makeup, uh, really. I mean, they really just albino you out. And then like the, that effect they put on their skin, like so that during the close ups, it made the skin like almost appear translucent was just just like, I mean, it just made them seem like, yeah, these things, these guys have been living underground a long time. And and it's funny that I found some notes that the director had actors play all the crawlers because he wa- he didn't want stuntmen and like and like or or. Um, uh, uh, like athletes, acrobats, or something. yeah, he didn't want that this time because he wanted each he wanted each crawler to have its own, uh, its own sort of like personality, and and he wanted them to like as as much as they were like working together and living together in this space. He wanted them so that when you ran into them, that you know they would stand out. Different ones would stand out from the other ones. I got to tell you, Steve, we watched. So I'm a terrible dad. And I let my my young children watch all kinds of R-rated movies, and I'll go to hell for it. But we watched Blade Two together the night before I watched The Descent, and my son came out, and he was he, he saw a crawler on the screen, and my five year old son sat next to me. He's like, "Is this Blade Two too?" Because he thought the Reapers and the Crawlers were the same type oh, of vampire. Okay, and I said yes. I said, yes, it absolutely <laughs> is. You should sit here and watch this with me. And he did. He watched the rest of the movie with me. And he was very <laughs> upset that Blade never showed up in Blade 2-2. Two, two. Uh, but when you mentioned the design, it made me think of that because likewise, two, two. the Reapers were designed to be like Nosferatu in Blade 2. Right. Um, anyways, it just happened. We watched them back to back. I, I, I love the fact that never once in this film do they ever uh, shoot anywhere near a cave. 
the uh, every single one of the cave sets is exactly that. All these cave sets were all built specifically for this. Uh, there, uh, even the cave opening that they show that, that over the shoulder shot that comes up and looks down that cave opening is created with CG. That's not even a real cave opening. You know, like everything has been, is, has been created for this. Um, couple of things I noticed this time around, uh, the, um, the park that they're meeting in the Chattooga national park is not a real park, even though it says it takes place in the Appalachians or Appalachians, but that name Chattooga is the river where deliverance was filmed. So, so do with that what you will. Now we know where the crawlers come from. That's right. Can you imagine if you heard that echoing while they were chasing you? Well, the thing I noticed, and I mean, besides the obvious brutal musical cues in this, which I absolutely loved, uh, Hello, the thing. Yeah. They completely ripped off the dum 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 in multiple spots, which I never I totally don't remember noticing before. Um, yeah. also it looked like they used the thing font for their credits as well. Oh, um, maybe. Yeah. When I was watching the end of the opening credits, the font looks very familiar. It looks almost exactly the same. Um I I, I said I, I like this movie a lot. Uh I I I I honestly don't remember if I've seen the sequel. I just no, heard that it's not worth watching. It's probably something I should revisit because I just should remember whether or not I've seen it or not. But uh, if I did, I clearly didn't make much of an impression. Um, yeah, I had uh, I had not seen the UK ending before. I had only seen the US ending. Uh, today when I watched it, it had the UK ending. So I was like, wait, what's this? Mm -hmm. So I had never seen that ending before. Uh, and I find it interesting that they decided that that ending was too dark for us audiences and cut it way sooner. Um, is it interesting with, with Ted Lasso? It makes a lot of sense. Oh, I, I haven't, I haven't watched Ted Lasso. If you've seen Ted Lasso, like the whole idea that the Americans are these upbeat chipper idiots and like British people are just like <laughs> always upset and, and moaning and complaining and sad and morose. You watch an episode of Ted Lasso, then you watch this, you see the two innings, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Makes sense. That's funny. Uh, Hassan, have you seen The Descent before? I had. I, hadn't, I haven't seen this uh, alternate ending though. I didn't know. I didn't know there was one to look for. Uh, so, all right. So, when when the one that you watched ended, what happened? Uh, Same question what, to Leah. The, the whole delusional se sequence where she gets out of the hole, but then she discovers she's still in the hole at the very end, and it just kind of ends with her still in there, like you know. Yes. Um, that's the UK. End. That's the UK ending. The original so the American ending the origi is that she got out. No, the original U.S. ending is she turns and looks and sees Juno in the car, and it stops right there. But it's it's very clearly not real. Like it's Juno's ghost, right? Right. But yes, yeah, she gets out. And the U.S. ending, she escapes, but she gets scared because now Juno's haunting her. I, it doesn't. It's fine. Don't overthink it. Right. The U.K. ending is better. The U.K. ending is the one where she's still in the hole. She wakes up. She has the cake with her daughter and it pulls back to reveal that it's just the torch. And then we go to black. 
So that's the, yeah, you know, the difference. I, I think if you find a as a powerful ending, don't don't watch the second one. <laughs> Skip the second one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I think the UK ending is far <laughs> superior. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, whatever poignance or power that that that, that ending gives you, it's kind of just undone the second Yeah, one. the second one, the second one undoes oh. a lot of what makes the end of the first one great. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I hear it. Um like there are two characters from the first one and the second one. There yes. shouldn't there should not be any characters from the first one and the second one. Correct. Agreed. Agreed. But there are two. Yes, there are. And one, like, you know, well, whatever. Um, yeah, this is not going to be an alien-aliens discussion because there's not the same. Absolutely not. Well, no, I mean, there's not a... The The whole point of the alien-aliens thing was that they just live synonymously in my head, so it's hard mm-hmm. to separate the one from the other. But, you know, I don't have that kind of issue with The Descent. No. Um, I, I liked the movie. I, I liked it when I first saw it. I thought it was going to be kind of, like you said, like a bad horror movie because like the same year, the the cave yes. is almost the same oh, exact shit. story with Lena Headey yeah. and uh, and Piper Parabo. And it was it's just a god awful film in comparison to The Descent. Um, and that's a big budget, like, you know, CG monster, you know, whole whole nine yards, same premise almost, except except they're you know they're they're spelunking in this cave for some kind of uh for some kind of sporting event or some kind of publicity stunt so i mean you know the premise is very different but um that one has you know, so like you watch... yeah yeah the great cole hauser that's right yes so you watch this movie and you when you if you watch it after the cave you're like oh my god it's the same goddamn movie like they're doing this you know it's the same shit and they're going you know and it's not. It has. It's absolutely. It's absolutely nothing to do with the. Uh, it has 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 everything going for it and nothing really against it, um, with the exception of. And Latham and and uh, and Steve know this. You can't watch this movie with Raheem because with who is a friend of mine because he was like, why 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 are we going in this hole? Why are we, why do we have to do that? Like, like, like every time. So they were going to do something. Why? What? How's this going to help me? How's this going to, you know, how's this going to make me feel better? Because it just, it's just the weirdest thing that the the stuff that the crazy things that people will do in these movies that that are supposed to be like innocent sporting events or like you know recreational behavior, and they end up just you know getting themselves murdered you know heinously because it's just it's not even it's not like it's a walk in the park like let's go for a walk it's completely innocent you know like there's you should be able to go for a walk and not expect to be eaten by strange albino creatures out of the earth but if look if you're gonna if you need safety equipment to do something i don't consider it recreational (laughs) if i if i need to be trained in order to save my life from something that may or may not happen while i'm in the midst of my recreational activity you know it's like i'll just go to action park you know i don't really need to do it if i want to threaten my life hassan you should write a movie called the walk where it's exactly what happens in the descent, but just while you're walking in a park. <laughs> that would, if you could make that a scary movie, that would, I would consider that a scary movie because anytime you're doing something that 
anytime a character in the movie is doing something that I know I would I would definitely do, and they get killed for it, that makes it fair, uh, scary for me. Sean McDonald- Whereas if you go spelunking in a cave, which I would not do, like I, I'm sorry, you guys got eaten by cannibals, but that's what you get when you go into a cave that nobody's ever heard of before. <laughs> I was watching an interview with Shauna McDonald and she, the, the main actress in this who plays Sarah. And she said, she's like, they're like, do you, do you think this is going to be scary? And she's like, probably not. She's like, movies like this don't scare me because I would never be in this cave. She's like, you know what movies scare me? She says this. She goes, you know, what movies would scare me the kind where they come to your house because I go to my house yeah. a lot. She's like, yes. that's a scary movie. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's a really interesting point, lead actress that's in this good. movie about a case. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. If you have to go, go to looking for trouble a lot, <laughs> you go looking for trouble, you find trouble, you know? Like, like in a, in a movie like Alien, mm-hmm. they were lured to this place, right? By a distress well, signal. And they so, didn't have a choice. Well, they, they did, but they figured. It would they, yeah, by the, company the company, company demanded it. Yeah, they, they had them by yeah. the balls. If you want your money, you're gonna stop. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, that will if you deviate, sometimes you can be led astray. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're you know, you're doing your job at McDonald's, the guy tells you to take the garbage out, you go take your garbage out of the McDonald's and you get attacked by aliens. You know, like that's not your fault. Gross. You were working, you know. <laughs> um but if you choose a vacation you... by the dumpster, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly now. I don't. I didn't have that that level of animosity for them. I just, I just, I couldn't get my head around. Like, wow, this is supposed to make her feel better for you know. You almost and I mean, two or three times before they even run into these creatures, they almost kill themselves with you know, but get it with a cave in, and then they lose half of their supplies in the cave in, and then they almost fall off the you know off the the ceiling of this you know this the slow incline because they're trying to get across because they don't have enough rope. And so well, I'm don't like, forget the shitty friend took him to a cave that no one's been. Yeah. Like, that nobody they didn't even yeah. have a map for this fucking cave. So not only is it a shitty plan, it's a shitty plan without a plan. And isn't she now? I, I might've missed it in this review, but wasn't she sleeping with that? The husband? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So like they, and which doesn't become a, a major point of contention. Tell Beth but it's tells something her. that because they... Beth finds out when she gets stabbed in the neck because she takes the pendant, right? And then she tells, I think it's Sarah, yes, uh, that she's like, no, Gina was Juno banging the boy, this. right? And she's like, no, Gina wouldn't do that. And then she's like, I got this necklace that has a saying her husband while always I'm, said, while right. I'm bleeding out. <laughs> yeah, yes. and then, now will you please bash my head in with a rock, <laughs> right? Because I don't want to bleed out. I'd rather be bashed in with a rock. So my wife was like, she doesn't want to get eaten. And I was like, I'd just bleed out. I'm good. There's nobody (laughs) here. Like, I would actually just tell her, like, could you hang out for a minute while I bleed out? Yeah. And then leave? Why does everyone got to fucking abandon me? Like, someone just hang out while I bleed out. And then Uh, go. With how much she was bleeding when she got stuck the first time, you would have thought it already would have been over with. I'm saying that's what man, I'm saying. Like, you I know? don't need you to hit me in the head with a rock, please. I'm good. <laughs> please, that I think that would make it worse. Like, yeah. like, somehow, it would have been so great if she left you. Uh... Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Monty Python version of the descent. <laughs> you know, there is there is a strange morality gap in it because not 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 
the fault of the film. That's I'm just saying that the story in and of itself, because Juno clearly didn't mean to kill Beth. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't intentional. Now she didn't do anything about it, right. but there wasn't probably much she could have done. Yeah. In in all honesty, you know the 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 neck really important part of the anatomy you know i'm just saying she she hung on that long with absolutely zero attention had they given her a little medical attention who knows yeah if you well gauze right at the very least least, you could have found way more humane ways with all the tools on your belt well put her down probably than to let the monsters fucking eat her which is all juno thinks is going to happen like as far as Juno knows, she left her alive for the creatures to eat, the crawlers to eat. Right. right. Fair. Um, she couldn't have saved her, but she couldn't. She didn't have to fuck her over. <laughs> true. You know, the, the this this time around, I think the first time I saw that, I had the same. The first time I saw the movie, I had the same feeling about it, or the same. I came to the same conclusion. This time I saw it, I'm like, I don't know what I would have done. In the in that case of. I mean, I would have been, I, I definitely would have been theoretically been much more compassionate than that. But I, if I just actually murdered someone, well, theoretically, I can, I can only theorize because I understand. I've never, just... ac- I've never accidentally murdered a friend of mine. Every thankfully. time I've accidentally murdered one of my friends, <laughs> I've hung out until they were gone because I'm a nice guy. Because you don't want their friend yeah. telling the next friend that yeah. it was you who did I'm it. I'm like, look, I accidentally <laughs> stabbed you in the neck, but I'm not going to be a dick about it. <laughs> it's called <laughs> covering your ass. I'm going <laughs> to hang out with you because I'm a good dude. What? <laughs> that's what I. That's what was. I tell them while I'm holding them. I'm like, aren't I sweet? Yeah, Isn't it nice of me person. to stay here? Aren't you glad I stayed with you? The the yeah, I think the. F- the flaws, if any, is there any flaw in, in this movie, is just the the conceit of the story. The narrative keeps trying to get in the way of the the circumstance. You know, it's like they, we we pushed for an emotional um, uh, an emotional stumbling block for our main characters that is going to take place parallel to the perilous situation that they find themselves in, and. In order to make that happen and bring that to fruition, some of the characters have to start doing really strange things in order to in order to facilitate that. Because I think, let's say the the affair wasn't part of it at all, just accidentally killing your friend and then running away is enough, you know, and or just accidentally killing your friend. Even if you accidentally kill your friend and you stay with your friend. And let her die um, with in your company, but then tell your other friends that no, they got her. You know, like there's there's that's still enough of a well, and the enough the of a cave. enough of a block. Yeah, <laughs> they really wanted us to fucking hate Judah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they yeah. really like she picked the cave. She killed her friend. She left yeah, her friend. She fucked her husband. Like. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, why are you friends with this person? Like, how, how, do- again, it's back to the Palpatine thing where it's like, he's right there. <laughs> you know, like, how, 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 you know, doesn't Beth even much- say something to her at the beginning about what you're saying, right? And doesn't Beth say to Sarah, like, 
she could have visited you. Juno's not great. Like at the very That's beginning of the movie, then you're going to really trust this person. It's just kind of weird. Like it, when you when you over when you over motivate um, the quote unquote hero to dislike the villain, it sort of you sort of run the risk of making your hero look a little stupid for for being brought into the into the you know into the confidence of that villain in the first place. It's not a big deal. It doesn't really over overpower the movie um i don't think i had any thought like that when i first saw it i just it's just the second time around where i'm watching it and i'm not even being analytical about it i'm just saying like wow they really did a lot for this this character this character is really not a good character you know which is again like i will emphasize you should not watch the next movie because it because it uh it changes a lot of uh a lot of the aspects of this movie um, which is also funny because they do nothing with Rebecca or Sam except have them yeah, show up to them. be meat. Like, yes, F them. <laughs> there's literally no reason for them to be in the movie other than to. And then die. there's, you know, yeah, one, and, and then like the, the character who just runs off, like there's, there, it, 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 so Holly, things do happen. Yeah, which is not. which is the most experienced. She's the most right. experienced one. I'll go first. You know, like what are you what are you doing? She's like, I see daylight. <laughs> it's like, no, Holly, you're in a cave. You do this all the time. That's the Why director you? going. You know what? We're probably about forty minutes in this thing. We're gonna have to start wrapping it up for some of these characters. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's 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 get moving, people. Like you know, come up with some deaths really quick. You know, I got to get rid of you know, I got to get some of these girls off my payroll. I like the movie. I think it's a really strong movie. I think yeah. it's, it, it benefits from being a small movie. Um, right. It benefits from being a really smart, small movie. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't ever get over its skis, in my opinion. I do remember the first time I saw it, the reveal of the, of the albino cannibal underground, whatever they think those crawlers. things are. The crawlers was, was pretty pretty successfully fucking startling you know when they when it's you know they do they do have the little found they, this movie does get a lot of tropes in found footage well the night uh, vision stuff yeah yeah found footage night vision betrayal you know like you know main character betrayal of others and you know people fucking each other over in a in a, in a crisis uh that kind of stuff so it gets all its little points in my daughters, um, by the way, were like, "What is that thing with the green light?" I was like, "That's a that's a camera, <laughs> and that's night vision." And they're like, "Night vision? What is?" I was like, "You know what? Don't you'll have it. You, your iPhone 16 will have it. That's worry. right. That's right. <laughs> Everybody be walking around in the dark, in the in absolute dark." Um, I like the movie. I, I've got issues with it, but I but I enjoyed the movie. Um, I think it's an effective movie. It's been a long time, maybe, I don't know, maybe six or seven years since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it maybe want to sit down and watch the second one, even though I recommend nobody do that if, the, if you really found the first one <laughs> um, engaging. Um, and I'm glad I saw the European version and not the American version. Because I think that that would have been a totally shitty ending. That would have that ending would have been like what the you know like that last minute scare for no it's, reason. Yeah, it's That's such a the, typical U.S. horror film ending. It's just such a typical yeah. thing to do. 
She uh, looks like she's from the grudge. Like she's all white faced and like black. Yeah, well, they're all lit up in blue light. And they're yeah. all just and also she she hasn't been haunted by anyone else in the film. Right. So that why would we like why would we assume that now? Yeah, but I mean, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. She's different. not haunted. It's not like a malignant spirit that's yeah, following her that's around. Right. That's right. You know, so why would we assume? Oh, that obviously she's being haunted by the person. Well, that she I will say, oh. I will say this, Hassan, to the point that you made during Alien, which was, you know, don't, you know, don't give your, you know, you don't tell the bad guy you know what they've done and give them time to fuck you over. In this, when yeah. she very clearly asks her, oh, so you know Beth's, you saw her die, and Juno's like, yeah. You know, even though she knows that because she found her. And that's, yeah. you know, and then so then she goes, okay, let's go. You know, she doesn't tell her <laughs> then. She waits until yes. that, that point right yeah. at the end. And then yeah. fucking that picks her. And in that the- works picks her in the knee and then and says it's effective see you later <laughs> but also the question which is really important the, the the answer to the question clarifies the the villainy of the character yes because in 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 a circumstance like that you can it's it's perfectly feasible that you could have accidentally killed your friend while going nuts killing Yes. albino crawlers you know so by lying about it and then doubling down on the lie you know uh by by a saying that the crawlers got her and then later telling um uh telling mcdonald what's her name shauna mcdonald whatever her name was in this in the film um by telling her that you know no i was i i've watched her die i, I was there for the whole thing that's a double lie you know you're you've caught that person in like a you know in a in a you it the, the character is nefarious now mm-hmm. and so now that justifies you being able to you you making up your mind of what you're going to do about it um i kind of wish the affair wasn't part of it though i kind of wish it was just a morality tale that these people were friends this person in the midst of this bad situation one friend accidentally kills the other friend panics and covers it up and ends up having to pay for it because of that but like you said like the the, the movie's just so hell-bent on this character being a villain on on so many facets before she even accidentally kills her friend you know by you know she's having an affair she led them all into this mysterious underworld you know that that's been you know previously unexplored and and then on top of all that stuff, then she murders one of her friends and then covers it up. And you know, <laughs> even though the rest of the the rest of the film, she's trying to help the other girls. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't really actively fuck anybody else over, you know. Right. So it's kind of it would have been a nice dilemma to have to deal with of what would you have done in in a, in a situation. And is Shauna McDonald was she right to hobble? her friend you know and leave her there or is it something we could have worked out but if but since they went so far as to just say no juno's bad you know it's all right whatever happens to juno is okay because she was really bad then we'll never know if uh if it could have been if it could have gotten you on a on a more complex dilemma but it doesn't matter because i really enjoyed it i think i i feel it was an effective horror movie even though i'm not a, a horror aficionado by any stretch of the imagination so 
uh, I, I, I give it a thumbs up. <laughs> do we do thumbs up? We don't do thumbs up. Yeah, you know, you don't do that. Wow, I'm give it 130 episodes. You know, <laughs> don't know whether or not we do thumbs up or not. I don't uh, remember what uh, what we do when we like it. I would, <laughs> I would just like to request that Latham stop talking so much. Latham is being polite because I I'm running my mouth straight. So yeah, yeah. So now Latham will speak. And yeah. uh, and I'll probably take a bit of, a little bit of a beating while he speaks because I've been speaking for so long. No, I and that's kind of that's our dynamic. <laughs> I don't have much to say about the film. I don't think it's as great as you guys do. I, I think it's very claustrophobic and well shot, well put together. But there are highly questionable choices and plot here. That the entire affair driving. Uh, driving that character to being more evil. I, I really dislike that. I think that hurts the movie. I, I don't, I don't like, again, this, a lot of things Juno does in this movie is the motive, her motives are questionable and the choices of the screenwriter as to what she does are questionable. Uh, there are wasted characters here that just don't have any point in being there you guys have pretty much touched on everything. I, I think it's, I think it's well done. So about the last maybe like half hour, except for those plot points. And then the last half hour, I think it just dives off a cliff and it, it doesn't work for me. Um, I'm looking at my notes here. Yeah. I, I wish I had more to say about this. I just don't, I, I, I'm not, I'm not buying um, the shifting of emotions with Juno, with uh, Sarah, um it just doesn't it doesn't it, it starts off like you're everyone's believable and by, by the time it's over i really didn't care if they're dead or alive i guess is the best way to put it so um that's it i don't have much to say on it sorry i wouldn't be sorry i think that was perfect i, I just yeah, it's, it's hard to it's hard to to root for a movie where you do you go in and they don't do enough for you uh to make you care enough about any character you know, so it's like literally, you know, all you can do is sit back and hope that somebody gets killed in an enterprising way, um, you know, which is really for me, uh, there's a lot of horror movies that go in that direction, that end up going that direction where all you can really cross your fingers and just hope for they've come up with a, a really unique way to kill somebody. Um, but in a survival horror film like this, you figure they're all going to get killed in approximately the same way, which is they're you know going to get attacked and eaten. You know, I mean, that's what you're kind of pushing against in this movie. So if, yeah, if there's nobody in this movie who you haven't even a, 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 an inkling of of not even necessarily associating or connecting with, then, yeah, I could, you know, like, honestly, you would probably feel that way about probably most of the movies I are a lot of the movies I watch just because, you know, they're just it's not your cup of tea. I get it. I, I like mean, that a lot of the things you said later were the same things me and Hassan were saying. But yeah. there was enough stuff on the other side of it that we we liked the movie. And it sounds like there just wasn't enough for you to get on board. Because I don't disagree with any of the criticisms you just laid down. Yeah, Hassan had said it best. Every plot point with Juno to make her a bad guy is really forced. The affair thing is forced. The accidental killing is forced. The, the choice to abandon her is forced lying it just you're really trying so hard to have a bad guy in this when it would have been better i think if there was no bad guy and she just 
you know, all the things happened and they were just trying to help each other. I just, I, it, it didn't, it didn't work for me with her coming off the way she did uh, by the time she's, you know, wounded at the end by Sarah. So, um, and now I saw the UK ending. It's, I guess that's a little better than the U S ending, but it's one's ha- one's happier than the other. That's basically it. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I saw it on video or DVD after it came out. I didn't see it in the theater and you know, watching it again. I just, I, I felt the same way about it. it. It didn't, I didn't love it. So would you say crawl was better? Latham. <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? What I'm hearing right now is Latham say, "No, I think it's I prefer crawl uh, over the descent." That's well, the takeaway today, guys. This got, I gave this two and three fourths. There's a lot of this that's that's good, but it, I wanted it to be better. Than Latham <laughs> loves crawl and tango and cash more than <laughs> the descent. That movie's awful. That's what I'm. That's <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm one hearing. And a half star movie. That That'll is be what is coming. You got through. your average up with Alien, and then yeah, just be happy with that. Average up. I mean, you're average. You were doing so up. well. <laughs> I mean, there, there are some. There's that. That's a balancer. Come that's on, balance. he did it. Follows. Yeah, I know he's got some good ones, but he has Tango and Cash, and that's just. I mean, that's like. <laughs> that's like not. Didn't I turn you on Annihilation though? Didn't I get you? Yeah, come yeah you did. I like that better. And now. what about yeah. what about uh, uh, you love The Departed, Twelve Monkeys, Children yeah, of Men? Ah, uh, you're up. James. You're up there, but yeah, see, I'm kicking ass. James. Tango James. and Cash is like going to college, taking a class, never showing up, and getting an F, and forgetting <laughs> to drop it. That's what Tango and Cash. Is. <laughs> the next time I come on this show, I'm picking movies just for Latham. I want you to know that. Okay. James, I, you have you're to. Gonna, you're gonna have to try. You have to learn what the podcast already knows. Yeah. God forgives, but Latham does not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. It's two, two and three fourths. That's a decent rating. I just, it's not in the good category. The, the, the demarcation line, it's, it's literally descended right below it. Hey, let me you ask are, you this: Crawl or Tango and Cash? Oh, Crawl. Crawl is. <laughs> Crawl's got a lot more creativity. Wow, this is amazing. I'd have to. I'd have to. I'd have to Didn't agree I read with you that. my review of Tango and Cash? Didn't I read it for you? I'm sure yeah. you did. Unexcusably horrible. That's my, <laughs> that's my review of Tango and Cash. One and a half. One and a half. That movie. James, you amazing. want you want to pick two movies for Latham next time? Yeah. Oh yeah, I would. That's I would on par with tough turf. You ever Steven seen Seagal and Chuck oh, Norris? Tough turf. All, all, no. all you need to do is pick uh, Tarkovsky's Stalker yeah, and Solaris. <laughs> pick a Tarkovsky. I'm gonna pick. Tarkovsky, I'm gonna pick the Andre dumbest Rufo action movie. The Andre dumbest Rufo. action movie I can find, and the most pretentious movie I can find. Wow, pretentious! <laughs> oh, we haven't done Tree of Life yet. You can pick that. Oh my god, I've never seen that. That's a commitment. Yeah, that is. That's a. Uh... How about Tree of Life in the Fountain? <laughs> That's too much. You can't handle that much. How would you? From two. Why would you bring me into this? <laughs> if you watch Don't... those movies back to back, you actually turn into a beam of light. No. Like you can't. 
You can't handle I, it. I man. can't even say what happens to you when you watch those two movies. It's not even appropriate for this podcast. The fountain is a downright a, We have a level of appropriateness joke. on this podcast. Okay, my, my bad. You watch those Thank God movies, we've elevated the decorum until now. We, we've all been on the up and up. Nathan's drinking out of a railway f- thermos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how his night is going. <laughs> it's right. not tough day at the quarry today. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he was fucking, down in the mine. Fucking three day old soup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't know vodka was soup. Tomato <laughs> soup from Monday. Uh, all right, I think that is the descent. Do you guys know about this Blade Runner TV series? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be in development, right? Uh, apparently, it's in post-production. It's called Blade Runner Black Lotus, and it's 13 episodes. Oh. It, it looks 3D CG animated. And it oh, says boy. it takes place 17 years before Blade Runner 2049. Is that Netflix? Uh, it says it's tagged with Adult Swim and Crunchyroll uh, oh, okay. logos. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> So it's Visions. It's Star Wars Visions with Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. I guess. <laughs> the Star Wars Visions is a... Everyone a likes... The, the, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. I don't know what kind of thing, but it's a thing. It's now, funny. I, everybody, I everybody has a favorite has a favorite one, and everybody gets mad at me when I tell them what What's my yours? favorite What's yours? was. Was a TOB1. That was my favorite oh, that's because people are really was... bent about the robot being a Jedi shit. They're really upset about that. I thought yeah, it was. I thought it was just, fun. It's just cute, you know. It's just a really cute story. The, <laughs> yeah, the that's rest okay. of the stuff is just kind of, you know, like wow. There's the others are just trying, in my opinion, try so hard to be deep. You know, I like this the ninth one. Just like the ninth one yeah. before that. I like that one a lot. That was my jam. They were good. They were all because good. I love when mean, he walks in and he says. My name is Ethan. I was like, fuck, what? That's the dialogue we're leading with? And it just got crazier from there. I was like, dude, someone sat down and they were like, where do I begin? My name is Ethan. <laughs> fuck, that's Perfect. it. Okay, great. Nailed it. Let's just keep going. Next line. That's the most, that's the least Star Wars name I've ever heard in my fucking life. Like, Ethan. Uh, my name is Ethan. I was like, oh God, where's John? Where's where's Jacob? And- <laughs> which which one of you is George? <laughs> yeah, dude, my name is Ethan. Just name him George. Oh, I love it. Yeah, but I mean, I'm yeah, I'm sure that'll be good. I'm sure uh, it'll it'll be better than the Beverly Hills Cop four movie that they're making. <laughs> ah! Not good. No, no. That's what we're gonna do later. We're gonna do an Eddie Murphy in the late nineties. I just Early watched odds. the first Bolt two Mayor. again. Oh, they're great. They're on HBO Max. The they're first great. Two are, yeah. The how, first, do we, how do we feel about the upcoming triplets? What triplets? With, uh, no. with, with uh, <laughs> Schwarzenegger, <laughs> DeVito, and Kevin Hart. No. Oh, come Is that on. real? Yeah. No. no. I mean, look, I'll see DeVito in anything. Like, I'm in. <laughs> Not not anything. It was so. supposed to be Eddie Murphy, but Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy backed out. No. So got yeah, Kevin but you know why what? did he back out? Kevin Hart. Ke- I feel like Eddie Kevin Hart would be better character. with them than Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, Probably. in my opinion, Eddie Murphy is best when he is the headliner. Right. Like my favorite Eddie Murphy movies are where Eddie Murphy is just 
alone. Like, let Eddie Murphy be Eddie Murphy. Good point. Like, except, for, except for Shrek. <laughs> that's, a, that's fair. Shrek! <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, he's great in those, those... The first Beverly Hills Cop movie is really good. Mm-hmm. The second one is just a carbon hours. copy of the first one. Huh? And that's okay. Yeah, 48 hours is great. Yeah. Back then, it was okay. So is like another was, 48 hours. And, I oh, like that one too. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. That's not, good, no. that's not a good movie. That's Jangling um, Cast. An, a, another forty-eight. <laughs> another forty-eight hours is on par with Beverly Hills Cop Three. They're Ooh, both. They're tangles. both. They're oh. both nearly unwatchable. I don't think it's that. Beverly Hills also, Cop Three oh, has one salvageable scene. Find out. And it's just it awful. George Lucas scene? No, it's this. No, God, no. It's the scene where yes. they have, where's the big fight with everyone wearing a giant animal costumes. Wasn't it Brett, <laughs> Brett Ratner? Yes. It has no salvageable scenes. Only but the scene. Beverly Hills Cop no, 3. Who is Brett Ratner? No, Beverly Hills Cop 3 is John Landis. Yes, that's, that's Landis. Yeah. Oh, that's just unfortunate. Man. And Landis and, and Beverly, and Landis and, and, uh, and Murphy did not get along through the film. Jocker. Landis is very famous for saying, like, we didn't have a really good script, but I didn't care because he they were most of uh most of the first Beverly Hills cop was ad-libbed, you know, most of the movie. So they figured that they would ad-lib the whole, you know, the whole third movie. I don't I don't necessarily think you should go into a movie without a script, but that's you know, he's John Landis, he knows more about movie making. Did you uh have you guys seen the uh there's a movie out called The Sun with uh with James McAvoy? Have you heard about this? No. So the filmmaker went into the movie and everyone in the film got a script except for James McAvoy, who is the main character of the film. And basically he ad libs his entire role and reacts to like information that he gets in the part of the movie. And he has to act and like has to react to it as if, well, as he's hearing it for the first time, because he is. That sounds like a better idea than movie. Huh? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious. Unless you're they, doing it on one take, you know. And it's about a it's about a, a guy whose uh, kid gets kidnapped. So, but that gimmick only works if you know the gimmick. You know, if you just yeah. came across that movie casually, you wouldn't really. Yeah, like really James McAvoy is a shit actor in this movie. Oh. <laughs> Why is James McAvoy so terrible in this movie? How come he looks like he doesn't know what's going on all the time? <laughs> He looks like he's so lost. James McAvoy cannot remember his lines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what you're going to get out of this experiment. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Why does he look so fucking confused? <laughs> I think it all comes down to Latham having long ago lost his childhood sense of whimsy. But Yeah, right. Well, maybe if someone <laughs> picks some goddamn foreign films on this podcast once in a while, we could get some legitimacy. Oh, you mean like I Saw the Devil? Oh, uh, you know, or uh, oh, oh, like Brotherhood of the Wolf. No, I, I'm talking about like because <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure I heard how that went. Maybe Francois Truffaut or fucking, uh, you know. Oh, uh, when you say foreign, you mean pretentious. Yeah, we well, had a Truffaut I mean, movie, I mean didn't older. we? No, I mean, older. not yet. Okay, okay, that's like, fair. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm not. Ah. Did you guys do? Did, did you guys do? With the with the kid in the school. Four hundred blows. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, that was great. Whoever picked that. Who was the director of that movie? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Fellini. Yeah. No. Or uh, not Fellini. Uh, Polonius. Whoever the fuck. That guy. Uh, 
400 blows. Francois Bergman. Oh, isn't it? Bergman. Bergman. That was Bergman? Yes, Ingmar Bergman. Yes, Swedish. Leonidas. No, it's France. Wasn't Bergman? Bergman was the seventh seal. That's right. It was Leonidas. That's what I thought. I thought that was from Truffaut. Yeah. Which is not to be confused with the eighth walrus. That's a whole different thing. Why would you tell me that we. Pretty sure it was Spangler. (laughs) Oh, boy. Jesus Christ. We need oh. we need we, we need a month we need a month where we the host pick the goddamn movies. That's what I would like. I want to pick the movies for a whole month. That's what I want to do. That would be and fun. The guest pre- comes on and just takes it, and that's it. It would be yeah, fun month if of- you guys had a category and you each picked a movie in that category. That's a great idea. And a guest could come on and tell you what they thought about. Like if you did like horror, sci-fi, or whatever, any category, foreign film, whatever it is, and you each picked a film. And well, so instead of two, it was three, but it was all about the three. Films then the you guys guests chose. would have to be willing to watch three movies. I'm sure the guests you have on are really going to complain about having to watch three, three uh, movies. Uh, yeah, I complain about it. Movies is pretty hard. Yeah, Latham, we have a tough time getting three movies in one week. Are you kidding yeah, me? That's, that's going to be <laughs> difficult. We call it, we'll, we'll call it Choosementals. No, we we'll call it, we'll call it Sentimental Roulette. <laughs> Uh, James, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks again, you guys. Love uh, love chatting with you. Late night, James. Uh, yeah, it is. Look, when, when you bring up Crawl, Lathan, we're going to talk this. Time. This is how it works. <laughs> I, 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 I just have a tally here. I brought up Crawl zero times tonight, and you brought it up. <laughs> I have a 43. tally. I like he kept the tally. That's absolutely clearly I have it marked right here. Point of order. Point of order. Point of order, sir. Point of order. That was amazing, Latham. I gotta go sharpen my glaive, okay? You guys (laughs) all five arms. On that note, good night, guys. See you, buddy. Talk to you soon. Thanks, pal. So, thanks to Fesleyan Studios for our intro music. Please check out our website at cinementalpod.com for all of our previous episodes. And don't forget to download and subscribe to Cinemental wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can always listen to new episodes at cinementalpod.com. Also, you can follow us on all major social media accounts at cinementalpod. For James Ninnis, Hassan Godwin, Latham Conger III, and myself, we say thank you so much for listening. And as always, in the words of our friend and spelunking tour guide for the cave in hell, Truman Burbank. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.